0: This is Blue July, and you're listening to the Be Someone Podcast Lights looking bright, the H got the vibe She's my name on the sign. it's my time to shine when I was prison 45, and it crossed my mind That I shine like a sun and that I'll be someone
1: Lights, camera, fashion, here's the flow, molasses Blue July, my fashion Applause from the this is
0: the Be Someone Podcast.
2: Hey everybody, this is the coach Chris Ortiz at the Be Someone Podcast. And uh, today's guests are uh, Blue July and Aaron Boyd, a.k.a. Stacks. What we're going to do is we're going to delve into the mind of these young hip-hop artists, these Houston-based hip-hop artists, and check out their inspiration, check out what the process looks like for them, and... Look at uh, what the future holds in store. So y'all take care, have a blessed day, and enjoy this episode of the Be Someone Podcast. Hi guys, I need you to do me a favor. When you catch a free second, please go to my website, coachortiz.com, and on my website you'll be able to locate all my uh, podcasts, past and present, and then uh, you'll also be able to see my line of children's books that I've been recently releasing you know so do me a favor go to coachortiz.com and check them out you take care have a blessed day and be that someone well hey how are y'all doing today this is the coach Chris Ortiz at the be someone podcast man I got three special guests and I'm gonna let them introduce themselves real
1: quick stacks SMC baby hey how y'all hey. doing man I know I'm as Aaron Boyd, though, man. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You want me to say my government name? <laughs> say okay. that, too. Aaron
3: Boyd, man,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Who else do I got back here? I'm uh, Pox Tony, and you got Josue Marquez.
2: And when y'all come together, what, what is it that y'all form? We're Blue July. All right, so today's... Uh, cool name, bro. Appreciate uh, you. uh Today's podcast is about, you know, some different kind of artists. We're going to talk to some people that create music, young people that create music, and uh, I know that artists have all different kinds of... Canvases. These people, what they do is that they create artistry through uh, the spoken word. And uh, we're just going to, you know, pick the brand about the creative process. And then we're also going to shine a spotlight on them because they're doing some uh, real interesting and exciting stuff right now. And we need to shine a spotlight on uh, the future of H-Town. So I'm going to start us off right here. Uh, Stax, uh, where'd you grow up, man? And what was it like?
1: I grew up in a small town called, you know, Meridian, Mississippi. It's small. It's a It's a small country town. But um I came out here to Houston when I was thirteen and I love it. I've been out here ever since I haven't left. All right man. Back here, back here,
2: talk to me, gentlemen.
3: Well, uh I grew up in the suburbs pretty much. Like I was, you know, blessed to where my biological dad and my mom I was with my mom and she, you know, we had a lot more income so we were able to be in nice areas. But when I go to the you know, my biological dad, he was always working and so that's pretty much where I started getting my interest in music because all my cousins are just constant cyphers like oh. <laughs> in apartment in yeah. apartment, complexes, we just sit around and have cyphers and so that's pretty much how I started.
2: What's a cypher for people that don't know what a cypher for pe-
3: is? For people who don't know what a cypher is, is, you're standing in a circle and there's just basically an instrumental going and everyone's taking turns and usually there's smoking or drinking going on and you're just sitting there rapping and freestyling pretty much. Alright, all
2: right. what about you swear?
0: I was born in Kansas uh, on a military base. Dad was in the Army. I came to Houston, mainly raised in Houston. Uh, For the most part, just listening to music with my mom pretty much helped me come to the point where I'm at now. Then my dad got back from the Army. He brought me back more into the 90s hip-hop route. And then most of my family, too, just classic stuff, Uh, movie references, all that, helped me with the movie stuff that I got going on with me. And then pretty much all the music from the movies is all the stuff that I got from them. All
1: right,
2: yeah. man. We got an eclectic group in here. Movies,
1: uh,
0: huh? Movies? Yeah. So basically, I love sound. I don't know why I just oh, love okay, soundtracks. Okay, yeah. So I'll be watching movies, hear a song in it, I'm like, what if I made a song out of that song?
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And, and that's what led
0: to me wanting to do uh, production, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, oh cool. man, I like that. I like that, yeah. man. We
1: got ideas being exchanged already over yes. here.
0: Thanks.
2: Uh Stacks, tell me a little bit about your folks.
1: Uh, my people. Man, my mom's from California. My dad's from Mississippi. My dad was from the he 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 went to the Navy after high school, so he's like a military guy, likes to fly planes and cook on the grill. My mom, you know, she works. I have a brother with um with epilepsy, so my mom kind of has to stay home a little bit. But other than that, man, my people, just nice working citizens like everybody else. What uh what characteristics did you get off of each? Uh, my mom. I'm not too much like my mom. I think we're total opposite, honestly. But my dad, I think I got my cooking for him and my, uh, just my taste. For, for, I love to eat, man. Honestly, <laughs> I love to eat. That's my number one hobby. If you can, and, and, you know, people people like to play basketball and do whatever. I like to eat. If you ever ask me what I want to do, nine times out of ten, I'm going to say, let's go get some food. I mean, You're so, in the right city, man. This yeah. is the spot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, uh, Tone? Talk to me.
3: Well, for my mom she basically is she had me at 15 so she's always had like a chip on her shoulder oh so she got herself through you know high school and college and even finished high school early and then uh you said my stepdad but i I view him pretty much like my real dad he's been my life since i was like three and uh he's just always showed me like not to put limits on yourself like with his art career i was there whenever he was doing pencil drawings on you know notebooks yeah. and before he was you know the Frankie Cardona and he was able to make money off of it and doing Union Pacific and art at the same time and also having to be a dad and a husband at the same time so I mean I just get the creative aspect from that creative freedom from him yeah
1: so.
2: Yeah, man and a real cool story with him is that you know you, you mentioned he was at uh, Union Pacific but now he's able just through art, you know, to make a yeah. living now, man, and that's ultimately what we're all trying to do, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's legit, Honestly.
2: I swear, come on, man.
0: Alright, so, from the mom, uh, also raised in Houston, from her, I would say, she's kept me on the realistic side of the world, where it's kind of like, if I know something's too much, she knows I can handle it, but at the same time, she says, basically, she's the realistic one, where my dad is the one that, like, is the chase your dream one, but they're not, like, complete opposites, it's more just they keep they keep me in the middle. They're equalizers in a sense. Yeah. But then when it came to music, I would say that was definitely on my dad's side. Yeah. Uh yeah, break yeah. he was the big nostalgic type. He'd show me videos of him back when he was breakdance, yeah. back when he was a DJ. So I just take all the music I heard from all his old break dance videos, all of his old DJing and just put that and incorporate it into my style See, of music. See my parents
1: and stuff like that, I didn't get they didn't do music at all. I don't know where my music, uh my art <laughs> I don't I'm telling you, bro, when I came here to school with you know, with Coach Ortiz I was just, I wanted to play basketball and baseball. That's it. I was, I don't know where mine came from. I just woke up one day and was like, hey, I want to make music. See, that's beautiful. The
0: one day you realize you just love music, it's just so fantastic. You know,
1: I had influences like Lil Wayne and Mm -hmm. people like that. But other than that, it's like, I just tried it one day and then I liked it. And then I showed my mom and then she was like, well. (laughs) (laughs) And looked at me crazy, like. But soon, you know, I started like proving to her that I could do it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you as an artist. We'll start with
2: you over here, Stacks. Uh, what's your strong suit, man? Like beats, hooks, verses? Oh,
1: sing a little bit. What's my, your strong my, suit? My strong suit is verses. You know, I feel like every time I get on a verse, I'm coming with something real, and it's gonna make sense. You're gonna be like, okay, cool. He he got he he, he got a little something on him. But other than that, I mean, hooks okay, singing is okay, but I like to rap. I like to like get on that. I like to get on the beat and just go go insane. You know what I mean? I don't want to do no sugarcoating or nothing. I just want to get to the point.
2: All right, with man. the music. What about your tone? Well, for me, <laughs> Sway already
3: knows. I I have like a melodic brain and I love writing hooks and verses, but I do not have a voice <laughs> to save my life. <laughs> and so, so Sway here he does a lot of our hooks, uh, singing it. But, and he also comes up with a lot of our concepts, but, uh, my specialty is basically helping write the verses for us and then coming up with the hooks, but, uh... The hooks, man.
1: Ooh, man, I wish I could do hooks, man. Do you understand (laughs) me? Dude, do you... Ooh, I wish I could just, like, sit there and come up with something catchy that everyone would like. It's so hard. We we may have to put this team together one day, man. (laughs) Yeah, man, you
0: might have to write some hooks for me or something. Tony's your guy on that, because
2: I... I swear, talk to me, talk to me.
0: Yeah, so... Pretty much for me, I do the producing of the beats. Uh, I'm trying to get better at mixing, but as of now, I'm also mixing the beats. And then, of course, my writing, I wouldn't say, is my strong suit. It takes me... Tony knows this big time. It takes me a while to write a verse. Forever. There... I'll just get stuck on one word, one line. But of course, with him helping out, it's it's perfect. It's a perfect duo, honestly, because he's he's a big time writer with the ideas, and then we end up just making it happen.
3: But that's so He sells himself short because he you come up with a lot of the concepts. like. We'll sit there, and we'll just feed off each other. And once I have a concept in mind, then I'm not... Because by myself, that's why I like having a group. I'll just stick with the same concepts with just different melodies and different ways of saying it, whereas he'll bring an interesting concept to the table. I'm like, all right, well, now i got to have a, a new melody, a new hook, and a new verse to write. So. Yeah.
2: yeah, it sounds like a, there's a word called synergy, man, and that's when you take, you know, two different parts, and, like, on their own, you know, they're pretty good, but they're not great, man. But then mm-hmm. you bring them together, and they... They equal more than the sum of their parts, Mm -hmm. man. So I'm hearing a lot about synergy, Mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, again, I'm going to say this again, man. You never know. This could be a great networking opportunity. Maybe the three of y'all one day can put something down, man. Yeah, I'm down, man. I'm always down to work. Um, When do you find yourself to be, like, the most creative? What what time of the day do your juices get flowing, Stax? Honestly,
1: we got to keep it right at G, right? So, honestly, when I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth you know like I, I gotta get motivated by stuff I see like when I make a song about a girl I might see a pretty girl at school I mean not school I'm, I'm at a school I don't know why I'm thinking about school but when I see a pretty girl at the grocery store or somewhere like that I might want to go sit in the car and write a hook about a nice pretty girl that I just saw you know I get motivated by things I see that's, uh-huh. that's, that's when I'm more creative it's like when I'm looking at something I'm like oh okay I can make a song about that or this situation you know what I'm saying like all right, so there's not a particular time. There has to be a particular moment. Yeah, a particular moment. Like, then, like, you know, just like, okay, yeah, boom, I got something right here. It just got to pop up in my head, really. Like, that's what I'm most creative. Hey, what about you, Tom? Uh,
3: for me, it's not necessarily a time, per se, but it's the whole reason I got back, or not necessarily back, but into music in the first place was uh, it's it's therapeutic for me. So, like, I deal a lot with, like, mental health issues, and so, for me, it's always been about... Expressing myself and really having that release of like, well, I don't know how to really put this into like I'm not a real big writers in journaling, but I've always loved turning to music as like Someone that's there for me pretty much. And so I wanted to be able to inspire others how I've been inspired
0: All right, so it's an outlet. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. What about you? I kind of feel the same way, but for me I don't when I get inspired in like just a moment. It's not really for writing It's more when I get into the production state I'll be listening to just a bunch of rent what I usually do is when I'm in the car, that's when it hits me. I'll just put on random playlists. Playlists I've never music I've never even heard of. I hear a song, I either like the style of it, like the sound of it, that either inspires me to make a beat off that one song sampled, or I just go and make something just like it. Oh, okay, pretty okay. much anytime I'm in the car, just listen to music. That's when it hits me.
2: Uh what part of the process do you enjoy the most?
1: Um yeah. honestly the part of the, my favorite part of the process is when the song is finally done. And you can sit there and listen to the full mix that the engineer just did, like feel that. all the work, Absolutely. all like. And then you can chill, drink whatever you want to do to make yourself relax to where it sounds better, whatever. But I like to, <laughs> I literally like that's my favorite part where so I can sit there with the engineer and just nod my head, like okay, good job. That's my favorite part.
3: My favorite part definitely has to be finding the melody. Like the melody to me is just such a powerful thing. I feel like back you know in the early 2000s and 90s it used to be very lyric based and we're in a new era of music where it's very melodic based as well as lyrical and so my favorite part is finding that melody finding the hook that's not only going to stay in people's mind but it's going to make an impact as far as words
0: yeah i'd agree with that one too but then to follow up on that i would say my main favorite point is once we take that idea of the melody and actually finish writing off the hook, the hook. I don't know what it is, but anytime we finish writing the hook, that's just like the best part. When you say yeah. it to yourself and you both get that look, it's like <laughs> that, thats the one. Yeah. That's thats, where, that's how that's it's a gonna good be. Right there. And yeah, then, and then putting it down actually, and then hearing it and like, yeah, it—it, it, it's an idea that ended up being real.
1: That's, good,
0: that's yeah. the good part right there. That's my favorite.
2: That's cool, man. It sounds like it's bringing you back to your days back when you were on the squad, man. Right? Yeah, bro. Like when I was
1: with my group, man. Oh my God, dude. SMC. We had Hal, Big Ben, Darnell. Man, I can't tell you how many times i sat there and been like, bro, why am I not you, bro? Like, why are you so good at this shit? And I'm not, I mean, this, you're all right, man, you're all right. I mean, like, why are you so good, you know? And then I just, I got motivated, you know. I just loved being around good pe- people who were just good at what I wanted to do.
0: And mm-hmm. I just
1: learned from, and they were all older than me. I was the youngest, so I just soaked up all the game from them. And, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere in... Li- like, right now, I wouldn't be anywhere in music without them. I feel like they started me mm-hmm. with the most... You know, like, they got me started on being actually creative with music instead of getting on a track and talking about nonsense, putting together concepts like y'all do. Mm-hmm. They taught me about that. Like, you know, teamwork. Right. Like, I can write this verse for you and you write this hook for me, but it's okay because it's both of our songs. And, it's we, you know, mm-hmm. we get the same royalties from it. It's okay. And that's when we... You know, that's how things worked out with us. I'm
2: going reverse right here. going to hit swear back here. How would you uh, describe your style to someone that hadn't heard you before?
0: Well, I'd, I'd honestly don't know. To I'd say you had to ask Tony for that because he, <laughs> he always tells me, uh, so, like, whenever you try and – there's a point where I try to sell beats, but, of course, I didn't do very well at it because I don't – I'm not a very good namer at them. I just name whatever comes off my head. Yeah. But, of course, when you look for beats, you got to look up uh, tight beats and stuff like that. Yeah. If I ever tried to do that, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what it's styled on. Cause I, it's the sway style. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so you're an originator.
2: You're yeah. an originator. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. What about tone?
3: Uh My style is definitely heavily influenced by uh, a lot of newer artists, uh, such as like a uh, Tyler the Creator or a Brock Hampton or even Trippy Red. But I mean, a lot of the basis forms from a Kanye or a J Cole where you can be a lyricist and really talk about real things, but you don't necessarily have to be talking about something that you're not. Whereas, like, I am i was raised in the suburbs. I'm not someone who's gangbanging or something like that, you know, and that's predominantly what hip-hop was when it originated. So, yeah, that, I'd say that's my style.
2: What about you, stacks?
1: Honestly, I could just say, like, man, if you have been through something like pain. I have pain music. I feel like if you go through pain or something, struggle or something, that's the kind of music I make. I make music for people who actually like have to deal with problems every day, you know what I mean? Like struggle, the everyday struggle, poverty, you know, uh autism, stuff like that. So yeah. Alright
2: man, so that's that's kinda like the genesis of your material.
1: Yeah, that's that's what it's based on. I got a brother with autism, so I just I see his everyday struggle and I'm like, okay. That's that's my motivation right there Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up This opportunity Cause my brother Probably wish he had This opportunity You know mm-hmm. So How
2: about you Where's y'all's material You know Originate from
3: Originally I had hit him up um, Just to get beats Cause we had met Back in high school And so uh, I, My music Pretty much Got from a, a place of depression And just wanting that outlet And so then Hit him up And uh, He's just kind of all, like i said like i have the same concepts because it's always been an outlet so it's always about my mental health and then he'll help me introduce a new concept and so that's where a lot of where our music comes from and so sway will come to me with a new concept hey we should make a song about being crazy <laughs> 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 and so then all of a sudden we start writing you know crazy i think i'm going crazy and so
2: all right all right about the same thing sway you. you want to exp-
0: expand yeah, on that? same thing uh pretty much with the music like that when it comes to the lyrics and stuff, same thing. And then when it comes to the beat, the only reason I started making beats is because I'd always sit there and just think, man, I'd love to listen to something like this. And for that, it was therapeutic to be able to make something that I knew I loved to listen to. at, At that point, I didn't care if anyone else liked it. I was just, I'm making this. I love this. It's fantastic. And then, of course, I found someone that enjoyed my stuff. And then we ended up working together, and now Blue July's is a thing. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, man, I like that. I like that. Uh, sure. We're going to go into y'all's current projects right now. Uh, Stacks, what are you currently working on?
1: Uh, right now, I'm currently working on my album called Incarcerated. Um, it's just a true story about what I've been going through the past two, three years. You know, I got features on there from like Kirk uh Lil Chad, a bunch of people, um, Houston artists, local Houston artists, but. You know, that's just what I'm working on right now It's like a 6-7 song, EPK, you know, uh, album But I'm gonna release it on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora You know, everything Tomorrow, actually
2: Yeah, y'all <laughs> make sure y'all go pick that up, man uh,
3: Right now, we're pretty much finishing up our little lap of singles So, originally our idea was that People, if they're gonna listen to you for the first time They're not gonna listen to an entire body of work Meaning an album or a mixtape because who wants to have that much attention span to someone that they don't even know? So, our strategy was to release, what was it, seven singles? Yeah,
0: and then that turned to 12, I think. But then we lowered it again because we hit a slack.
3: We had quality control issues we had to <laughs> address. Yeah. So, right now we're just finishing up our last two singles of our run, and then we're going to go on a little hiatus of just writing and gathering materials and learning from our mistakes of, okay, well, maybe we should have had this a little more planned out, a little more promotion, and uh, just learning from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: definitely though you're learning as you go man and that's the name of the game it doesn't matter if you're talking about music art teaching I mean anything worth doing you're gonna screw up and then you're gonna get better you're gonna screw up and then you're gonna get better so that's that's part of the course man and from what I've listened to man you know y'all are doing a hell of a job for some rookies man what do you think Aaron
1: man honestly I feel like y'all are better than what I was when I first started (laughs) (laughs) a year man man. what a year when I first started a year dude I was recording I put a sock over a microphone. Uh, I got a I got a Guitar Hero microphone from a um, PlayStation 2 with the USB. And then, I, no, Xbox 360, the USB. And I put it into a laptop, the USB port. I downloaded Mixcraft, a recording. And I put my sock over the microphone and held it in the closet. And that's when I made my first song.
0: That's legit. Like That's Drive right there. I, that's my first,
1: my first, like, 10 songs I made on, like that, just... Awesome, I don't give up. Man, if you heard those songs right now, oh, my God. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed right now because of that. But it's cool. That's where I started, you know. That's why I say, man, do not give up. A year from now, you could be at the MTV Woody Awards. That'd be That'd nice, be wouldn't it? Shit.
0: That'd be awesome. It uh, could happen.
1: It could happen. It, it can happen, bro. All it takes is the right person to hear you. And just to be around the right person at the right time. And they hear your music and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's what I'm going to do, too, man. I'm actually
2: going to like change the way that I ask these questions because y'all seem to finish each other's sentences, man. Y'all you know, like you truly are a team. Like I'm, I'm feeling that up here. I'm, whenever I ask a question to y'all, it's for the both of y'all, and then y'all just you know okay. piggyback on top. For sure. All right, so Blue July. <laughs> Ta- take me through the process from idea to finish song.
3: It uh, pretty much starts out as a concept. Um, we have a concept, a beat, that all our songs so far up to this point have been Josue's production from start to finish Mm -hmm. Um, he comes to me with the concept pretty much we start going along with the melody and then from there it's like all right Josue you obviously have the good voice and (laughs) I'll half-ass try to say what the hook should sound like and
0: then (laughs) you come through and finish it off yeah without honestly his ideas on it are what make the song it's just I'm able to interpret the ideas (laughs) into what they need to be yeah because he He's not he's, it's not a bad voice. But when it, he always gets he always gets frustrated with himself to the point where it's like, alright, Josué, you gotta you make it sound nice that way I can be happy with my idea. And it's it's an amazing idea every time. And it's just I'm we're able to finish off each other's ideas like that. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all finishing each other's
1: sentences back there, right? <laughs> yeah. What about you? My, from idea to finishing the song? Yeah, what's really the process like, look like? I still write music. I still write I ha it's in the car right now. I still have a notepad and a number two pencil and i still write all my music i do not do i don't use notepad in my phone so that's I, i visualize it i'll play the instrumental boom i'll pause it i cannot write to a beat i have to write acapella i cannot write to a beat playing i never have i just i don't have the gift to do it stop the i hear the beat one time stop it Write, play it a couple times and then i'll go over it for two or three days go to the studio record it in 30 minutes and mix it for an hour and then after that, it's done with. I don't want to go to the studio and have to write or have to think about what I'm going to do because I'm wasting money. Like, if I'm paying 60 bucks an hour, I'm not going in there to pay to write. I'm not going in there to pay to chill and smoke and drink and waste my time trying to impress people. If When I get a studio session, I'm going in. As Soon as I get there, he's going to download the beat. When he downloads that beat, he's going to go in there and fix the headphones. Once he does that, it's going to be done in 30 minutes. Maybe 40 if I can't get the hook right or something. And the rest of the time is straight mixing and mastering.
2: Man, that's some good-ass advice right there, man. man.
1: You don't want to go in there with people in the studio. You don't want to take nobody to the studio with you, honestly, because they just want to get in there to take pictures and say I did this and did that. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. You don't want to smoke in the studio because it's a distraction. While you're sitting there rolling up and doing this, you could be doing something help learning from the engineer that's Mm -hmm. mixing your music, so that way you don't have to pay him to do it you could do it yourself now. You could just rent out the studio for half the money you just did. Yeah. Just yeah. without the engineer, you know, so and drinking in the studio, stuff like that. Like I just don't I have zero tolerance for distractions in the studio because mm-hmm. I'm paying my money.
2: That's the part of the game they show you though. Like whenever I'm watching something and they're, they're showing people in there producing music or creating music. Yeah. That's what you see. You see the smoke. you see the, you smoking, see the drinking, yeah. you see the women
1: in there. Yep. You see all that all that distraction and that's why it takes people two, three weeks to make a song. Yeah. Two, three weeks versus thirty minutes. Like, you know what I mean? For real, it let, just look at people, man. You'll see artists saying, I got a song, I'm trying to finish this song for two weeks. Just because he took four people to the studio with him that couldn't stop smoking and couldn't stop asking him, Hey, can I get on this? What's this? What's that? You know, mm-hmm. just I never knew that, man. I just it, got, a, I got man, an education, <laughs> man. It's 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 a crazy little world right there in the studio, man. You got people who just want to leech off you in the studio, you know, like just because they see you go to a nice studio, they want to go to. Mm-hmm. They don't want to do music. They have no drive to do music. They just want to go and ask questions and look cool. But man, hey, as long as you this tell is you, a hot topic for you, man. Like, the yeah, boys like, on the soapbox. I, I used to do that when I
2: was
0: y'all.
1: How old are y'all? Uh, I was 20, 21 Man, look, I'm twenty-six. When I was twenty-one, I was just like I was just basically getting started off. I had been in the game for like three years, but like that's when I had got to the point where all right, I'm going to the studio with these girls. And then I'm gonna go to this. I'm after the studio. I would have my mindset on what I'm doing after the studio while I'm in the studio. It didn't make sense. You know what I mean? So I just cut it out. I said, let me try going to the studio by myself. Right. And I, I haven't went with anybody ever since. All
2: right. Well, we're gonna move on, man. I want to ask y'all on the back first. Uh, what producers or artists have you had an opportunity to work with, or is it just y'all two right now?
0: Right now, it's just us two. Yeah, it's just us two. I'm talking to one guy. Uh... Sent him a beat that he wants to work on. But as of now, nothing really is going with that. But as of now, it's literally just been Tony and me.
3: And also his girlfriend. Uh, she, oh, yeah. she sings sometimes. In the she's, on two, does,
0: she's on two songs that we have. Yeah, and she does background vocals.
2: So. All right, man. So we caught you at the very beginning of the game. Right? <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> sir. Yeah. Hey, what about you, man? What are some uh, producers that you've worked with? Some artists you've had an opportunity to work with? Because you, you got a
1: nice man, little list, man. I, I work with people like, you know, uh, people like Kelani. People like uh D Money from So Much Cash who I was signed who I was sign with Mac Hodges with. Um, you know, producers, profit out there at Incredible with Nick Cannon's label. Um, artists wise, I got music with Kirk O'Baines. I work with people like Master P, uh Nipsey Hustle, uh, just a lot of different people, a lot of different artists. I can't really name all of them on the top of my head, but um, yeah, it's been a couple artists that I look up to that I work with, like Kirk O'Bangs, I never imagined having a song with him. I used to listen to him while I went to this school. You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. I listened to him in middle school, and now I have a song with him. So I look at that and like, okay, I want to go bigger now. You know? So just being around Nick, I, I met Nick Cannon a couple of times. He's pretty. He he's he's a good um, he's a good influence. He's always showed me the right way. Like everything I saw, I just tried to pick up from him. You know what I mean? I ain't never seen nothing negative that's the part of the game i came in like when i came in the game the rap game i I learned from like not just the rap industry the entertainment industry my manager my manager mac hodges he he produces tv shows like wild and out um teen nick top 10 all that keenan and Kale back on nickelodeon so i was learning the producer and actor game more than i was learning the music game you know what i mean so you know just just being around different types of things like people who produce TV shows like that, that made me want to, okay, after music, I want to be a TV show producer. You know, I want to shoot a movie. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I, I got a chance to be around a lot of different people. I'm thankful for that. I do not take that for granted at all. Honestly.
2: That's a hell of an experience too. Uh, Blue July. Uh, let me know, what piece of work are you most proud of right now?
3: It's between Hello and Blue July, right? Yeah, so we have two unreleased songs that are going to be releasing pretty soon. And uh, they're pretty much like so far, our best piece is... Because Josue has gotten a lot better at mixing. Um, we've been investing in ourselves. Uh, Stax was saying earlier about studio time. Uh, yeah. I don't know about fortunately or unfortunately, but we haven't been to a studio. We've pretty much wanted to keep everything in-house and just invest in ourselves. Yeah. So just Smart. investing in microphones uh, and soundproofing stuff mm-hmm. and in investing... I have invested in a computer. He's invested in what? the uh, I've got...
0: Uh, all I know is I did the math. I've got 4,000 worth of equipment right now for producing and just the recording. Man, uh, that's cool, honestly. Yeah, man,
2: you can't go wrong investing you in yourself either.
0: Because yeah. now I just, we need to record. We usually do like every Saturday kind of thing. Yeah. He comes over, we record in the department, write a bit, record. And then if anything, throughout the week, if we have any ideas, he has his own mic set up at his in his room. Mm-hmm. I got my mic set up. I can just do it right there on the spot.
2: Man, I like that, man. Y'all are real young, and, and y'all understand that already, man. One like,
1: way, honestly, I think y'all get better, though. Just try it. Just go pay 30 bucks an hour mm-hmm. for a studio and watch how different the quality is. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to find y'all sounding there and never record at home again.
0: You I'm know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah.
1: until you get big enough to, you know, be able to know. Yeah. But I'm telling you, once you go to a real studio and get that real pop filter in your face and that, that real engineer on the other side of that glass telling you what to do, and you should do this You know Giving you real suggestions You know And then you're sitting there Watching him mix your music You learn what you You see him doing So now when you go home And mix y'all's music Yeah yeah, When you bring it to the studio session It's already halfway mixed Yeah yeah. Are there any spots That you can suggest For these young men To go check yeah, out Yeah like Barron Studios 50 an hour Uh 2020 Studios 30 an hour Um And these are good people That are working there the Good people My guy Guap He's, he owns 2020 it's in a house but it's it's like a state of the art studio mm-hmm. it's, you would never think he had a whole studio in there and um, over at Barron you got people like Kendrick Lamar a whole bunch of people have been through there so cool.
3: yeah it's legit yeah, I'd love to do something like that
1: yeah if he does, if you want to go like the you know you want to save money route you want to go 100 100 an hour and up you can go to Sugar Hill you know digital services mm-hmm. you got I'm places Wire Road You can go to, you know, you can go to places, pay 80 bucks an hour, 75 bucks an hour. All
2: right, well, we're going to talk about, like, a little bit, talking about the future. Uh, If given the opportunity, who are a couple artists that you'd like to work with? Like, you you get to choose anyone that you want to work with. I'm going to give you each of y'all. This time, y'all can have have four. (laughs) I'm going to choose
1: Lil Wayne. I'm going to choose, I got to choose Lil Wayne, Michael Jackson. Look, Lil Wayne, because that's my favorite rapper ever. Like, no one can tell me... Anything about Lil Wayne, like, I was, man, Lil Wayne is the greatest lyricist to me of all time. Like, I'm talking about wordplay, bars, like, I think Lil Wayne is the greatest. That's just my opinion, just, I love Lil Wayne. You know, just art, the way he does music. Lil Wayne and then Michael Jackson, because Michael Jackson is the greatest entertainer of all time. Mm-hmm. I would love to learn how he became the greatest entertainer of all time.
2: Yeah, total package, right? Just,
1: if, or sit down with Michael Jackson, just face-to-face, like, how did you do this? A tutorial for Michael Jackson would be, worth everything you know so yeah that's who i that's who i wish i could work with michael jackson
3: for me for sure it would have to be j cole um just because ever since i was probably like 10 or 11 i've been listening to him and just his intricate flows and always staying relevant while at the same time having like the ability to be with younger crowds and have features and still not (laughs) lose his integrity Mm -hmm. it's insane um, but if I had someone that was I could bring back and have a feature from, it'd definitely be X. Like, he was such an inspiration to me. Uh, just having that vulnerability and always on display and still having that relatability to everyone. It's
1: just insane. A lot. Rest in peace.
3: Yeah.
1: For me,
0: uh, from my production side, I would say Kanye. Oh, we're going to get there. We're going to get yeah. there, man. I I'm want I'm artist. Artist. <laughs> He's artist. jumping the right, gun, right. host way. Well, Either way, either way. <laughs> All right, artist-wise, that I'm saying, I'd work with the group Tribe Called Quest back when Five was alive. I mean, even now, it'd be an honor. Um, and if not them, then uh, MF Doom. I just want to sit there and see his writing process. I, it, it, it is insane. I just want to know what he's doing. Yeah, that, that's it for me right there.
2: All right, I'm gonna bring it back to you, Stax. What about producers?
1: Producers, man. Honestly, I have a cousin, and uh, he's actually a producer right now for Quality Control. He's a he produces for Lil Baby. But, like, we haven't been in touch. But he's, like, the number one producer right now in the world. And I just want to work with him one time. His name Twisted Genius. Uh, he's from Meridian, Mississippi, like I am. You know, that's my kinfolk. But he's out there in Atlanta working with quality control. And I wish I could work with him, Twisted Genius. I wish I could work with Pharrell Williams. Right. Pharrell Williams is, like, a goat, that's a, a, a guy. Yeah.
0: That is a real good
3: one. For, For me, sure. it would definitely be a tie between probably Kanye and Russ just because I love Russ's production side Um, he's called super arrogant just because he's always talking about his own production but I mean I love the guy's beats and I think they're pretty original and then Kanye obviously just the sample master I mean just kills the game old
2: Kanye
1: or current Kanye Definitely.
3: I'll take I'll take either or. Or. I'll take I'll take either <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, take,
0: either Hell nah. old, whatever I'll take whatever I can get man
1: I gotta have all falls down Kanye the good life Kanye I can't have that new nah, stuff I want ghost. lay registration Kanye yeah man like yeah. Oh, <laughs> this new nigga like my God, beautiful uh, darkness is
0: fantasy <laughs> my beautiful darkness is fantasy that I want that Kanye I like that uh, ghost town ghost town goes hard
1: I like that Jesus <laughs> <walks in laughs> man, Kanye West is a goat man he just gotta <laughs> somebody help him man please what he's about me. you, Sway? I'd say Tyler, the creator. I've always-
2: hey, so Sway, man. Any producer, man. Any producer. Who would you want to work with?
0: Tyler, the creator. I got an artist right there <laughs> and a producer out of yeah, it. Man,
1: look at you. He really he really is a goat. Mm-hmm. Low-key. Low-key. He's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Lordy Squad? He's funny, yeah.
0: Yeah. I like I got, show. got off him on Lordy Squad. And then uh, I like all of his old stuff <sighs> and his new stuff. I still love his old stuff the most. But of course, his new stuff—it it never fails. Too. I like when
1: he ate that cockroach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Youngers, <laughs>
0: yeah, Youngers. That, that's cool. the one that just, like everyone else, I probably saw that and just like, but this dude's crazy. Yeah. And of course, kept watching him, kept listening to his music. People hate on Cherry Bomb, but I love that. I love that album. I think it's a beautiful album. But yeah, Tyler created for me.
2: All right. Well, we we'll bring it back to you, Stacks. Let's say that everything goes according to plan, just the way that you dreamed it. How does this story end?
1: Honestly, man, I see, how does this, my story and rap story, I see myself being like a P.E.T., a a fat P.E. teacher one day, (laughs) like, because I don't see myself rapping till I'm 50, man. I want to be, a, want to be something, I want to do something, like, that I've never done before, like rap, when I first did rap, I had never done it before, so I want to do something like, shit, like, be a chef, or like. Aqua. Aqua, what you call it? Going down in the water, what you call it? Uh, and go deep diving? Yeah, something like that, you know? Hot air balloons. Something like, I want to do something I ain't <laughs> never done before because, you know, I just, I'm that kind, I'm that kind of guy, man. I, I want to do something like skydiving crazy, you know? So you're
2: looking for uh, yeah. experiences.
1: Yeah, I want to I wanna do stuff I can tell my kids, like, you know, I did that. Me. I tied that shoe down there. Me. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, so, yeah, man, that's just... I can see it ending like, you know, i retired retire from music. I want to do acting, too. I want to do a lot of stuff, man. I want to do acting, producing, you know what I mean? Mentoring to younger kids, getting in the industry, not knowing what they're doing. Well, like here's that. the
2: good news, man. You're 26, man, right? Yeah. So you got a lot of time ahead of you. Definitely. It feels like,
1: like I'm 45.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Blue July, talk to me.
3: Uh, for me, I definitely want to leave a legacy. Like, that's what everything about is about for art to me um, I want to be able to inspire people just like I've been inspired and just continue to have that circle and that you know cyclical mm-hmm. nature of continuing to have inspiration off one another I
0: just That's... want it to be to that point where someone will come up to me and say hey you hear that one song and not know it's me I'm just like bro <laughs> ah. <laughs> it's like come on but yeah just the, just the idea of people actually going out of the way to listen to something I made instead of me having like because as of now we just kind of Post it on our Insta Say yeah. like, hey, go listen to this I want to be to that point where People just wait for it And they go to it yeah. without me having to tell them to And they give me that input Like, bro, that was,
1: that was nice You want to know what I did when I was like you yeah, bro, when I lived around here? What's that? I literally went to Market Street And I gave out CDs And like stickers And went to the Woodlands Mall And just stood there at the food court And gave people my stuff Some people threw it away <laughs> Like, you know, people gonna be assholes And be like, fuck no You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. like, at the same time that just made me realize, like, all right, people going to say no. It's like, okay, she just walked past me and didn't take my CD. It's just like me getting on stage and that person booing me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got booed my first show. 2,900 people in New Orleans, House of Blues. Me, Darnell, Hal, and Ben, they all compulsive. We rapping, you know, and I got a white boy on stage with me. And you know, they didn't want to see no white boy on stage. Hey, Get your ass off stage Blah blah Fuck y'all Get off stage You know We got booed But then there were Some people clapping And dancing You know Is you gonna get that Mm -hmm. People gonna look at you And be like bro Who's this guy With the weird looking beard You know They gonna gonna mess with you You know what I'm saying But it's all about your mindset You can just laugh it off And be like Ha I rap better than you Bye (laughs) (laughs) I'm better (laughs) (laughs) Bye (laughs)
2: Well man That kind of leads us Into this next question man It's like You've been signed before Aaron What, What advice do you got For these young
1: bloods That are sitting behind us right now Honestly, I can just say, man, just read what you signed. I signed a good management deal with my my guy, manage uh, Mac Hodges with Product Knowledge Management. It was uh, me and D Money, and it was like, you know, man, my manager, man, that's that's not even just my manager. He's like a godfather. He's like a he's an inspiration to me. Like even if I'm I wasn't signed to him, I feel like we would still be talking and and everything. You know, it's more than just. TV shows and music with him. You know, I can call him and be like, hey, bro, I got something going on with my kids. And that's my manager. You know, he he's incredible all day. You, he's Mac Hodges. And, you know, we just built that relationship over time. And it was about more than just being signed to a management contract. It was more than about trying to get signed to a major deal. He was always telling me, go bigger. Go bigger. You can do. You can go bigger than Nick Cannon. You can go bigger than incredible. He told me that every day, and I didn't understand it until... You know, I got old enough to understand what was going on around me. Not old enough, I just got smart enough. I started peeping game and realizing stuff. Like, I saw Kelani get signed. You know, people that was around me when I was out there in Nick the Cannon's studio with um, Mac Hodges at the time, people like Kelani, she's a big-time singer now. She went out and got signed with Atlantic. And, you know, she became big. And, like, Ryan Bower, people like that, you know, rest in peace, Ryan Bowers. He just passed away the other day. Man, people like him, I wanted to be just like him when I first signed my management contract because they were always around Nick Cannon. They were always around the cast of and Out, you know, Nickelodeon. So I, I wanted to be in the mix. I wanted to be where Kalani was. I wanted to be where Ryan Bowers was, Ryan Anthony, Don Dizzle, Trey Boogie, Chaz Hayes, you know, the whole incredible squad over there. I, You know, I can't help. I just wanted to be like them. That's why I started it. So, you know, um, my advice I can give you is, sign or anything just read it just read it have someone else read it for you too have someone else read it for you you know like just a girlfriend or anybody and then if you don't feel comfortable hire an attorney you can pay like 200 dollars for them to look over it that's 100 apiece mm-hmm. so it's really nothing
2: maybe the best 200 they spend ever. yeah right? because
1: yeah. you can sign something man and somebody could be taking your royalties every time your name gets mentioned or typed online you know so you got to be careful what you sign but other than that, man, if you have good, genuine people around you, no one's going to let you get fucked. Or no one's going to let you sign a bad deal. You're all right,
2: man. <laughs> no one's going to
1: let you sign a bad deal, man. I'm sorry about my language. Either.
2: You're all right, man. You're all right. I'm just going to slide that uh, button yeah. to the explicit side. Yeah. My <laughs> bad, coach. You're good. You're good. Hey, uh, Blue July, talk to me. Uh, what's the rap game missing right now? What's the next step? What's, uh, what's next, man?
3: I feel like it happens to be, in my opinion, complete vulnerability. Like... I think everyone is starting to come around that wave of mental health and just really talk about it. And so I think that's the next step is just being 100% honest and not having a front and just really sharing, like, hey, we all go through the same struggles. It's just no one wants to talk about it and seem like the odd one out.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, same idea. It's just I feel like there's not as much realism as there used to be. There's not enough uh, stuff you can relate to as much. Of course, there's always there's people that are already doing stuff that, Everybody has daily problems. People are already kinda of putting that out there with their with their outlet in music. But for the majority of those that are like up there up there, there's no there's nothing I can relate to. Probably can't relate to a lot of real life people other than these high superstars. Yeah. But yeah, the realism in it all, I don't think I don't think there's as much as
1: there needs to be. I think they should bring breakdancing back to rapping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I wanna see some break dancing, spit it on top of your head type stuff. You know what <laughs> I mean? But no, nah, I think it's just missing like, you know, substance. Ain't no substance in the music nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, pew, pew, pow pow, dead, bye bye, see you later. You know it's the mm-hmm. same. Everybody raps the same. It's like A B C D rap now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, um, I just miss the lyricism. I miss like when Eminem would be on the radio and you know people like MGK, lyric lyrical people. You know,
3: mm-hmm. for sure.
1: Tech 9 Hopset. I like underground more. I don't like I don't like mainstream music at all, honestly. I like underground music. I like people like, you know, un- I like all underground Houston artists—Propane, Dopeyzy. You know, you got it, man. You got a lot of people out here.
2: Yeah, it's an eclectic city, man. You know, man, there's a lot of talent.
1: This is the best city to me, music inclined. I don't care what nobody say. I think Houston is like the new Atlanta when it comes to music.
2: Man, from what I understand, man, Atlanta was biting off Houston, man. Yeah. They just got it out there a little bit sooner. Yeah. Uh, Alright man We're coming towards The end right now Like are there any Shout outs Anyone you'd like to Holler at before we go For me man It just has to be
3: My family For like Pretty much Introducing me to hip hop Like my uncle Jason My uncle Kenny And my cousin JJ Like Biggest influences As far as Always As I was a youngin Just having me in that Little circle of rapping And of course My biological dad But um Yeah just Always having me In that little circle And introducing me to rapping an outlet pretty much.
0: Yeah, same family just being able to just put all this music out there in front of me and saying this is what we listen to. We're letting you listen to it now and that just helped me branch off and listen to what I thought was similar to that or just anything that I thought sounded good too. So, mom, dad, um cousins too, all just helped me find music that I I I just ended up loving and then helped me move on to find more music that I love. All
1: right. And people I want to thank, I want to thank My kids, shout out my babies, man. They're all my motivation. I got four little babies. And, like, um, I just want to shout out my manager, too, Mac Hodges. He's been sticking with me since I was 19, 20 years old. So I'm 26 now, so we locked in for life, man. And shout out Enzo McFly, Kirk Bangs, Lil Chad, everybody who put in work on my new project that's about to drop tomorrow. So, you know, and shout out Coach Ortiz for always, you know, motivating me, too, to stay on the right path. I really appreciate that.
2: Oh man, thank you, man. Sure. <laughs> uh is there anything that, that, that we left off? Anything you'd like to say? Nah. I, I, I for me.
1: I think we're pretty good. Blue July's good. Oh yeah, man. Hey, I, I wanna tell y'all one thing. Two eight one three three oh eight zero zero four. Hit Mike Jones up on the low, cause Mike Jones about to blow. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> thank well. y'all. Thank y'all so much, man, for real. I really appreciate it for preacher. Appreciate you for inviting me in and then introducing me to Blue July that's really a good opportunity
2: where can people find you on social media let's get those numbers follow
1: up. me on instagram and twitter and everywhere stacks underscore smc and yeah and facebook at aaron Boyd. but you don't want to add For me all on the facebook. old folks man yeah old <laughs> folks and teachers and basketball coaches y'all come on down we have tryouts on monday from friday <laughs> you know but yeah that's me all right what about you gentlemen
2: you can follow
3: us on instagram at bluejuly.htx yes
0: sir
3: and then uh i'm
0: pox.tony and then for me on insta you can just look up sway marquez and every now and then post a new beat maybe who knows <laughs> you'll get some some inside looks
1: put your rep name is little little Lil sway Lil
0: sway. <laughs> <laughs> Lil sway. all
2: right guys well hey this is the coach chris ortiz at the be someone podcast super interesting uh, podcast today got to learn a lot from these young bloods and uh i don't yeah. know they'll SMC. be looking out man they're going to do something big man
1: smc blue blue july
2: hey mm-hmm. who knows man you know maybe one day we'll, we'll be sitting together in some huge mansion and we're talking about the time we did this podcast <laughs> in in the Nissan Pathfinder 2012 <laughs> <laughs> we're signing off man you have a blessed day and go out and be that someone
0: smc this is blue july and you're listening to the be someone podcast Vice looking bright, the H got the vibe. She's my name on the sign. It's my time to shine when I was cruising forty five. And it crossed my mind that I shine like a sun and that I'll be someone.
1: camera fashion, use flow, my glasses, to my fashion, future glasses, applause from the masses.
0: This is the Be Someone Podcast.